0: Just need a couple of seconds here so I can roll this. All right, here we go. The Ochelli effect is sponsored by <clears throat> window.com and listeners like you. And now, and now, the most,
1: the most underrated voice in is all, is all media, Chuck Ochelli.
0: Another wild card Wednesday. Welcome to it. And what is it? The 26th day. 26th? Yes, 26th. Yeah. 26th day, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah, it's the 26th day of July 2023, allegedly, according to that thing we call a calendar. Now, we are uh, on video tonight, but if you're hearing us on the live stream, you're going, I don't got no video because you're only audio over there. Anyway, ocelli.com, it is happening. This is the show you were looking for. This is the ocelli effect. Okay. I been I'm I'm going to talk current events a little bit but I'm going to definitely have a good time with my guest on the Wildcard Wednesday big ups to our friend uh, nature boy who produces the wild card Wednesday happy to have him along as well he's producing in the background you might hear from him before the show's over but you're definitely going to hear from William Ramsey now he's been on the show many times you if you just enter into a search engine out there William Ramsey investigates I'm certain you'll find the podcast where most podcasts are but uh you know This is a guy who handles some true crime stuff. He's an author. He's a podcaster. uh, He's a lawyer. And, you know, it's funny because I'm usually unfriendly to lawyers. But uh, what can you do? Sometimes people have other lives and uh, you can't hate them all, can you? Well, you can, but I don't. Um, Anyway, (laughs) William Ramsey, I've I've got to talk to you about some current events and all that stuff. And I want to find out about what it is you've been up to over at William Ramsey Investigates, what's coming up for you and all that. But uh, before we go anywhere else, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday?
1: Doing well. Thanks for uh, the invite. Glad to be here. Glad to talk with you again.
0: Uh, listen, I'm always happy to talk with you, and you are an analyst that uh, that I need, all right, because I'm fascinated by certain things, uh, not because it's a big thrill. I know some people are like thrill seekers in this way and, and sort of enjoy – actually enjoy the coverage of uh, – Uh, A murder and mayhem, right? Um, When I cover it, it's because I want to expose it. I want to show people that we we need to do something about this. We need to clean the world of some of the darkness that's out there. And I feel like uh, you're one of my fellow travelers in this way. But unfortunately, that means that you spend a lot of time uh, studying dark, ugly, murderous things. And I always ask this question to people randomly, where have all the serial killers gone well, I got an answer in the past couple of weeks because there is this arrest, uh, actually the past week, singular. There's this arrest of an individual out on Long Island once again. Uh, you know, it, it sounds reminiscent of a bunch of past cases like Joel Rifkin, like some others where sex workers might have been involved. Maybe they weren't. Look, a lot of loose media talk, but a guy has been arrested. After the uh, accidental discovery by authorities, right? They always seem to stumble across dumping grounds. They stumble across caches of evidence. And we watched this happen with this, uh, what they're calling the Gilgos. I think it's uh, because of the name of the beach uh, area. Gilgo Beach. Gilgo Beach. Gilgo Beach. Beach. Okay. The Gilgo Beach murders. Because why? They were looking for somebody who was missing. They go there, they went, Well, we found a body. Maybe we found the missing person. Oops, not that person. And they dig a little more, a couple of feet away, they come up with another body. And that happened some years ago. Yeah. And then we're told, Well, there's obviously another serial killer in action. Now, I'm old enough to remember in the 80s when Time Magazine published an article which stated, and I will never forget this, that uh, something like 5,000 people were expected to be killed by serial killers. In the next year, in the 1980s, Um, I dare say we don't see that in the news cycle. I dare say we don't see that in, in crime investigations. We don't see it in the statistics regarding serial killers anymore. But here we go again. We have a new one. And this guy is providing some very interesting stuff out there in the media. Without saying a word, his lawyers have maybe made a few statements. His wife certainly made a statement because he was one of these guys married, you know, in plain sight. The uh, I don't know the Dennis Raider type, maybe the uh, well, not not John Wayne Gacy because well, he wasn't exactly a, a normal appearing guy to the public, but in some cases he was. He even had presidential uh, people connected to the president coming with him. Um, weirdly this guy was out in his community he was active he had a job he had a wife he had a family and the day after he's arrested kind of indicates to me something very interesting the day after he's arrested his wife files for divorce almost screams to me because you know if this was a legitimate normal situation a wife who was taken by this blindsided by it might take a few days To figure out whether she wants to defend her husband, whether she wants to stand by her man, whether she wants to deny that she knows any. But she was like, oh, oh, opportunity has knocked. I am out of here. That to me says something. And I think there is a whole lot yet to be revealed. But enough out of me. How about you and uh, what it is you see here, considering the fact that you've taken a lot of time to study things like this? uh, I'd like to get your take all together. And I haven't listened to you lately to find out if you have opinions or not on this at all. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got it fresh from your, you know, fresh from the horse's mouth, so to speak, on the show today. So tell me what your thoughts are on this case, what you've seen, and everything, William Ramsey.
1: Well, I did a show on it, so I've researched it. So I looked into, this was back on the 17th, I did a show about Rex Heuerman. And I think that he's probably a long-term serial killer for a long period of time. He's 59 right now, so typically if you look at like an uh, overview of serial killers, that I've done some, they usually get started in their 20s or something like that. So he's a very mysterious guy. He has property in Las Vegas. He spent time, um, and there's been uh, those type of murders, his type of murders in Vegas as well, and he spent time in um, Atlantic City as well. So he seems to be moving around, and he committed the murders while his wife was out of town. So he would wait for her to go out of town. But the reason they keyed into him is because uh, of his avalanche. Somebody spotted one of the women who ended up dead. who They were all sex workers, but they spotted somebody with an avalanche. And so this task force that was set up in New York City or Suffolk County um, on Long Island really got started in 2021 and looked into him. And they actually did great police work. They slowly accrued evidence. They got his cell phone records. They realized he was u- using a burner phone. So he had a regular cell phone and they could do the pins and he was a real monster. He would take the cell phones of his victims and call the families and taunt them. So he had Mm -hmm. a very nasty attitude, but you're right. He was in hiding in plain sight. He had an office in midtown Manhattan, but they traced these calls from the burner phone and his cell phone pinging similar towers, uh, down, downtown in Manhattan. So that was another bit of evidence. And then they actually just tried to find his DNA. They, I think got a warrant to get his DNA off a pizza box. So he would eat a piece of pizza and they went and got the pizza and tested the DNA to things that were in some of the victims. They were some were buried with burlap bags and there were hairs. And that's really what got them enough evidence. And they put together, you know, enough evidence to arrest him. And there's actually a video of his arrest. He's a big guy. He has to be like six, four, six, six. Like he wears off. He doesn't wear off the rack clothes. Like he's, he's huge. And so yeah, he's a
0: big man, tall man guy. And, you know, interesting, you bring up the first thing is his age. Why is that important? Somebody might have missed that uh, really quickly in, in your in your research answer. Well, here's the thing about serial killers. Yes, if they're not caught, right? Uh, their, their killing might begin in their teen years, their early 20s, somewhere in there. And they refine it, they amp it up, they get more sophisticated, it seems this is the pattern, as I understand it. Uh, and then Sometimes they age out a bit. They start to slow down just like we all do, slowing down as we age. Uh, maybe they're less aggressive. They got less testosterone in their system just based on their age. Nobody's certain exactly why, but it appears as though an uninterrupted serial killer will do this. Now, I'm one of the few people that did take note that he had uh, you know, a little time in Atlantic City uh, and things like this. I find that fascinating because Atlantic City is... A nexus of lost people. Okay, I'm just going to say that bluntly. Going to leave that comment there. Maybe we'll get into that in the future. But the truth is, this guy's in a prime spot. And again, it's the sex worker thing. That's why I brought up Joel Rifkin, who's one of the most famous ones from a similar area. Long right, Island Long Island. Houston.
1: Right. This guy um, was uh, what was it? Park? It was not. It was Massapequa Park. Mm-hmm, close right. to the site, and- close to the body site. Yeah. See, now that was
0: the next thing I was going to ask you about is that this guy kind of is living in a place where he's got a view of his dumping ground, which again is, you know, because a lot of people will look at this from the outsider's point of view and say, did this guy want to get caught? And it's always a yes and no sort of answer, because if he really didn't want to get caught, he wouldn't leave his dumping ground right out his back door, basically. Uh, And this is what the guy did. I mean, he can almost see his dumping ground from his house, from what I understand. Or, you know, at least in the area.
1: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. almost like a stone's throw. Like it's as the crow flies about two miles from his house to the Gilgo Beach, which is kind of a deserted stretch of beach. Nobody would use that except to kind of get to a house. But it's 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 a bit out of the way from the central kind of towns of that surround Long Island. Yeah.
0: Right. Not a busy beach area that people would go. It's not Jones Beach or, you know, one of these. uh, It's not like part of the Jersey Shore, which is always busy during a certain time of year. Millions of people flock to it. No, this is a stretch of beach that is not going to be disturbed that often, but again, is still accessible. So one does also wonder, since he was playing games like taunting the victim's families and things like that, how often would he have visited the site? We haven't gotten any uh, information on that. Did he go back and revisit the site outside of when he was dumping bodies? Did he, uh, you know, just uh, simply stare out a window sometimes and go, ha, I can see where I left my trail of destruction. I know that sounds crazy and it sounds like it's a Hollywood movie, but these are things these guys really do. And yet we we haven't gotten a ton of information on him yet in the general public sphere. So what are your thoughts about that uh, as far as the way it's being presented and uh, the, the oddity here uh, to me is, and of course I've always got the tinfoil hat comes on right away. Um, you know, look, we're, we're in an age where serial killer, it used to be that the police made a declaration. You went with it. You knew it was probably true, mostly true, something like that. Uh, nowadays you've got people that say he's being set up. You got people that say it's not real. You got people that say, no, it's not 30 bodies. It's 330 bodies. Um, There is the exaggeration, manipulation, and misinterpretation of information out there in the conspiracy world. And again, I'm a conspiracy advocate, but it doesn't mean that I'm not rational. So you see people going in all sorts of different directions on this guy. And yet we really haven't been given a lot of information or a lot of stuff to work with to even launch this speculation. Um, What are your thoughts there? Because I'm going to obviously have to bring up the smiley face thing here. And we're going to have to talk about the connectivity and how these things evolve. Uh, You're watching in real time, something that is evolving, that is acknowledged that again, seems to have some good police work behind it. Uh, And again, even though we're witnessing things like HBO just released a a, a series or is releasing a series on uh, some of the homosexual murders that occurred in New York city in the seventies and eighties, which is an interesting series again, Why am I bringing that up? Because there are many people that are forgotten or often uh, just uh, said to be runaways. Oh, they've actually disappeared. They're not murdered. And then we turn up with these chains of deaths that are connected to either a killer or a group of killers. Um, You know, so I guess another weird question I'm trying to build in here is, do you think this guy acted alone? Or is there something else happening here? Is this an expansive universe? Or is this just one sick MF who just went after sex workers because they're a good, easy target? What are your thoughts on that so far? I mean, obviously, you don't have a psychological profile on the guy. Nobody does yet. But I'm just saying, what is your impressions thus far from what it is we're seeing emerge in the evidence?
1: Well, you first asked, did he go back to the scene of the crime? When they were the scenes of the crime, when they discovered the bodies? In 2010, 2011, somebody took like homemade dolls and propped them up against the crosses that marked the grave. And they pulled out of his house a doll that was like that in a glass case. So that might have been some kind of weird trophy thing that he did or his family did. But uh, I think that whether he, he had a brother he was close to in North, I think, South Carolina, where they had a compound. So he had land down there. So this guy was kind of a multi-jurisdictional traveler like Ted Bundy. But so he was up to, I mean, they have to trace his whole history to see where he was at any given time. And, you know, the predators towards these women, like it reminds me of the Green River killer who actually kind of aged out. He actually was much more active. They never caught him until the very end. He he bungled and got caught. And that, that was the same thing that happened to the BTK guy, really cruel mentality. But, like, he sent an email from a church computer, and that's how they traced it back to him when he was older. And so he had been doing all kinds of malevolent stuff for decades. So that makes me think of Huberman. Hew- he got, uh, thought he was getting sloppy, but there's really weird things all over this case. There was like the old DA was involved in some sketchy stuff. There were other women who went disappearing from that area who were sex workers. Um, so there was just now that that's why. The case got bungled is because the old Suffolk County DA was like doing coke or something like he was a his name was Burke he was a real mess mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a lot more to learn from this whole case I think the FBI and all those people who were investigating it we're going to find out a lot more about Hewerman and what he was up to but uh, he also there was a conversation that he had with uh, just some random person who spoke some 25 year old girl and she said he told her that the lists they called it the Lisk serial killer, the Long Island serial killer, or, Gil- or Gilgo Beach murders. He said that there were ten victims, but in the com- in the criminal complaint against him, uh, there were only four people listed. So, who are those other six? Did he know that he had six more associated with that? So, I get, and there was a, was a string of strangling, and his method of murder was strangling. So, the 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 killings that went down in Atlantic City, it was attributed to the Atlantic City stranglers. That was his method of uh dispatching these females so that might that might be him um so i think there's a lot more going on whether he worked as with somebody else or uh what's going on is i mean the the fact that they bungled the the case was also very strange like why did they blow it so bad to not find this guy earlier Um, when they knew that he drove an avalanche they knew that he had the car yeah
0: yeah. And the weird thing about the, the 10 victims versus the four victims, like I, I don't find that all that suspicious because a lot of times like Bundy is attributed to have had many other victims. But if you look at his actual convictions, he didn't get convicted of nearly as many victims as they claim he had. Uh, I mean, we could go into the extremity and the strangeness of, uh, you know, like a uh, uh, what what was that guy's name? Uh, Otis Tool was his uh, partner. Yeah, Otis there. Tool
1: and uh, Stevie has three names, right?
0: Yeah, Henry uh, Lee Lucas. Henry, Lucas, Henry Lee yeah. Lucas, who confessed to a lot of crimes that he couldn't have committed. Uh, but at the same time, he did directly commit some crimes. Now, what was he actually in prison for? You know, th- there is a difference between what they can prove and what they, you know, what they know you did a lot of times. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got 10 victims, but they only can get him on four, et cetera. But it's weird now because there could be the potential for a string of victims where they think they've got a guy in uh, Las Vegas, like you said, a guy in Atlantic City, a guy in North Carolina, maybe on his way to and from, how did he get to North Carolina? He could have stopped off in South Carolina, Virginia. I mean, you could wind up with a, a pattern here. And this was claimed about Bundy too. When he traveled, there may indeed have been murders along the way, very much like the legend of Henry Lee Lucas, who I'm satisfied did commit some of the murders he claimed, but Clearly not all of them. Um, But, but either way, the idea that uh, Lucas kind of drifted this guy just on his way might've committed murders. And again, if it was relegated to the sex workers, here we go once more, right? These are people that can be discarded, just like drug addicts, just like the gay people in the seventies. It was okay. The cops really weren't all that anxious to solve it because look, these are people running around doing this and that. So eh they they t- hey look they took the risk they knew the risk they take that attitude it's not like the snatch and grab from the uh, nice neighborhood that they're really worried about catching supposedly uh but then again we got to go to smiley face and start looking at well now some of these guys get snatched and it's really strange how nobody takes interest in a lot of those cases uh and and we'll get there but this case, I think, is at its very early stages, yes. and I think anybody who's passing ultimate judgments on it knows not exactly how many directions this can all go in. And I think you're pointing to some of the ways that it could wind up going. And, um, you know, I, I'm asking for your gut reactions, but the truth is you or I or even the prosecutors probably do not know the universe of, of, of murder, the universe of mayhem that could be connected to this one guy uh which is remarkable and again seemingly strange i mean i wonder how you feel about the idea that there are less serial killers now than there used to be i mean is it because of greater surveillance or you know or is question. it just about getting caught what do you think
1: they're mis- they may not just be getting caught like i think that the smiley face killings is, is, is serial killers but they've just perfected their thing like huerman had something down Like he had steps that he was a, he was a calculator, right? He was thinking Mm -hmm. he had a fake name online. He had burner phones. He waited till his wife was out of town and that's where, when he committed his crime. So, um, but yeah, the multi-jurisdictional nature of it too, right? So he's operating in Manhattan, Suffolk County, all over the country. Bundy traveled, what, from Washington to Utah to Florida, right? Like he had a really weird arc. So uh, we're going to find a lot more about this case. Like, I think there's a lot uh strange, high strangeness, like his past history. What's he been doing for 20 years? It's mm-hmm. kind of like the guy. I mean, they may have him confessing to other stuff. I mean, if I was a cop and I was interrogating the guy, I'd be like, what else have you done? Do you ever want to talk about anything else? Do you want to keep from getting the death penalty? Why don't we see this? I mean, just like Henry Lee Lucas, who I think killed his mother, like he was a real piece of work. Um, but uh, I would be asking those questions because I think there's a lot, a lot of questions out there about where that this guy has been. Like, what's he doing owning property in Vegas? Like, that's not even close. Vegas is like three thousand miles away from where he lives. Like, right. what's the incentive there? Like, is it because it's a wandering town. Like in Vegas, there's tons of sex workers and strippers uh, that like are very transient. They come into town for to work for a week or two weeks or something and leave. It's a strange town, I mean, you want to talk about uh Atlantic City or having sec uh sketchy situations. Vegas has a real underbelly, and maybe he was comfortable there. I don't know well,
0: that's and that's you. the thing, the transient nature of a place like uh you know Vegas, and of course, let's not ignore the fact that you're talking about casinos which attract a certain crowd uh you know, and the gangster element that comes in there are people that come and go, and nobody takes notice of them disappearing because that's just the nature of the place. So yeah, that you makes just perfect. say they
1: just went home, right? They just went back to Idaho or Washington yeah, well they or whatever. Have, they have an know, industrial it. industrial level of gentlemen's clubs. Like it's not there's nothing like it in the United States. Oh. It's thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of girls. Like, although you know, if that's Hewerman's, uh you know, victim pool. I mean, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll find out.
0: Well, and in those gentlemen's clubs, let's let's break it down. In those gentlemen's clubs, you got plenty of women that are working under assumed names. I mean, you know, they're not all named uh, mystery or whatever the hell the latest name is at the strip club. I forget. But I mean, for a long time, uh, how many uh, how many women were named? I don't know, Fantasia and whatnot uh, in the strip clubs. I'm saying these weren't their God given names. So their birth certificates definitely didn't match. They were being paid in cash. So nobody was keeping track. Uh, So, yeah, he could have been picking off of the uh, and and by the way, Atlantic City has an underbelly of those clubs, too. Not as elaborate as Las Vegas, but still uh, you have that element of it. So that right there, even the hookers on the boardwalk, which and last time I was there, which is probably 15 years ago. I mean, they were still present. Just common streetwalkers were there. This guy could have had a fertile hunting ground in Atlantic City and Las Vegas. And again, who knows what he did along the way? Uh, like the thing with Bundy, it's not just Bundy in Florida and Washington, but he drove from one place to another. So, what's in between there? The rest of the United States. Um, maybe he got a there hankering an, or something along the way. Have you ever
1: heard of the serial killer Little? They think that he was kind of like an African, African-American guy, but he they think that he was like that too. He was a traveling, itinerant serial killer. And that's why mm. they never caught him, because he would go from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and it was the is same thing the with Rosendis. yeah
0: okay is that the guy who turned up with the uh the, like they found a box a huge box of polaroids like uh, after he died because there, there's a guy with that, that that's a wow crazy uh, that story. guy yeah
1: that was another crazy guy that was the guy the dating show killer i forgot his last name but yeah he had tons of pictures and they don't know how many people he killed his whole right. life he, like he never had a job his whole life was traveling around killing people it's unbelievable like you live with his mother and he goes, mom, I'm out of here for a couple of days and go kill somebody and come back. I forgot his name. I see his face. Cause he was on the dating show. Also right. Funny,
0: so. Right. But that, but that happened. I mean, and people, again, this seemed to be more commonplace some years ago. And I, I don't know if it's just, it was a more violent era. I don't know if, if again, see, it would seem to say to me because we're under constant surveillance everywhere we go. Now I complain about that. And some people would see that as safety, I don't see it as safety. I see it as an intrusion. No matter where you go, you're being recorded. You're being memorialized. So I think it sucks, but uh, maybe it dissuades if somebody's aware of it. See, Raider made the mistake not really knowing how easily he could be traced with an email, you know? Right. It seemed uh, he couldn't figure out that. And by the way, there are some people that claim that Raider didn't work alone. Um, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with them necessarily. I don't know exactly. But... Here we go again. We also have the wife uh, divorcing him right before and I'm telling you that's a huge red flag. She had to have known something. Now.
1: Yeah, agreed. Like the, she couldn't have been that surprised.
0: Right. So the variety of possibilities with the wife though range thusly, uh William, and tell me if I'm crazy. It's a, you know, please do. But I've seen before where a male serial killer has a female accomplice who helps uh you know, give comfort to the female victims because they feel a little less you know, endangered to be alone with a guy. Maybe there's a woman around, stuff like this. She could very well have been a, an accomplice in certain cases. We might find that there's more than sex workers. We could find, I mean, I hate to say this. I don't wish it to be discovered. But I mean, we might find little girls. We might find, we don't know the trail of death this guy might have been responsible for just yet. Okay, so it could be well we known.
1: There was a toddler buried in Gilgo Beach, so there was a, right. a toddler, like so, somebody with a mother with a baby, like horrible stuff. And his uh, online searches, horn searches, were like ten-year-old girls torture, crying. It was terrible, really graphic, right. gnarly stuff. So,
0: right, and that's the other ugly thing here is they have all these bits and pieces of the puzzle that lead to various suggestive areas. And the amount of darkness that could emerge here is—is is, I'm sorry, it's endless. It's—it's it's extraordinary. It's endless. Um, and it's funny because I don't see the news covering it like they used to either. That's another weird thing. Uh, they did report earlier today, like I said, that you know he's supposedly under threat. Maybe they have to put him in protective custody. Uh, this happens sometimes in a community. Uh, I, I can't see the community really wanting to lash out at him, but. Then again, I'm not sure. You know, it's not like Jeffrey Dahmer where people got angry because they realized that, you know, somebody had really wiped out a bunch of people in their community right under their noses. And Dahmer was, you know, even the guy who uh, eventually killed him, uh, you know, to my understanding was somebody who was kind of getting back at him for the damage he did. I don't think that there's somebody seeking vengeance on this guy, but then again, it could be somebody who's incarcerated with him that wants to make a name for themselves as the guy who killed the serial killer. And that's a problem, uh, especially if you want to get him to confess. Again, I'm not talking about we need to protect the serial killer. What I'm saying is we need to protect him long enough, at least, to maybe get some closure on a bunch of things here. Like, right, imagine right. if what I'm saying is only the tip of the iceberg and there's killings in California we didn't know about because he took a trip to Disney World uh, or Disneyland. You know, uh, let's imagine that he went to Texas and we forgot about that, Uh, you know, and there's, you know, three, four bodies over there. All of these things are important to the survivors, important to closing these cases out. And I wouldn't want to see this guy dead before he even has an opportunity, not saying he will share it, but before he has an opportunity to drop other hints to give up something else. Uh, So I would say, yeah, keep him alive for now. Yes, protect him.
1: And I think Um, Dahmer was like that too. I think the situation with Dahmer is the police didn't know the trail of destruction that he had left until he told them everything. Once he got caught, he like left everything out. So that may be the same thing with Ewerman. Like the enormity of what that guy is up to is uh, maybe way worse.
0: Right. And it could be that this guy has been in operation so long. I mean, again, look, I'm not saying I'm a serial killer, but sometimes I got to think about some of the things that happened 20 years ago. Oh wait a minute! Yeah, that's right. You know that happened too. Uh, if if killing is a, a common part of your life, who's to say that he doesn't you know convolute some things together? Oh yeah, that's right. I did. I killed two blondes, not one. You know. Oh, I actually ended up getting an extra one. You know. You bring up that toddler. That toddler might have been incidental. Uh, maybe it it was somebody that. Oh well, I can't leave a witness. Uh, you don't know if there's things like that that happened here where he had to take out somebody else because they were a witness or they had gotten wise to him. I mean. The possibilities again are endless when you have this very long timeline. What what do you think the timeline was according to what we see uh, by the evidence here? Because it's, it's, it's decades. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. If
1: he's 59, he probably started 30 years ago. You could probably trace him back to crimes going back into the eighties and nineties, late eighties and early nineties. So it's really, they have to do a time full timeline of his past. I don't know if he was always in long beach or what, but, uh, or long Island, excuse me. But, uh, It'll be very interesting once they really get into the details, depending on whether he pleads guilty or whether he has to go to trial. I mean, I I suspect that he will plead guilty to what happened. Um, He has two adult kids, so maybe he doesn't want to really tell the full story. But the cops are going to try to put it all together through his uh, electronics and all the stuff that he had. But Yeah, well... Right.
0: Well, the electronic traces are going to come into play. They're going to look at his history. They're going to look at where he was living before. They're going to look at, okay, now we have this collection of bodies. Are they all his? You know, is it possible that this was a common dumping ground? Now that could be a possibility too. Not all the bodies are his, but it was a good place to go. And more than one guy had the idea. In addition, we've already seen uh, the one lady... (laughs) I I, I kind of made some, you know, commentary about it, a little little snide when I when I saw it on TV the other night on another show. But uh, the fact is, there's a lady that came out, you know, oh, yeah, I dated him, you know, and oh, I thought there was something strange. No, nope, they never say that, you know, during. They, they might have been creeped out. They might have not liked him, whatever. But they didn't go, oh, I think he's a serial killer at the time. Almost never. Uh, but this lady comes out, you know, freshly bleached blonde, Uh, I can tell that, you know, from looking at her on TV. And I'm the blind guy, remember, so it must be obvious. Um, But the thing is, you know, she's coming out going, he was a little creepy. He was weird. Uh, He was into this, you know, uh, he was talking about the murder scene because it had emerged as something they discovered where they didn't have a killer to attach it to, but those bodies were discovered. What do you know about that, by the way, why it is and how it is they discovered that? Because as I've described it in shorthand, it's they were looking for somebody else who was not connected to any of these people on the beach initially and it was just like they were on another lead and just stumbled across these bodies and this was some years ago so
1: right it was 2009 to 2011 is when they found them they don't know i don't know the exact dates when they went missing i think the the women went missing right around that time but my understanding is the original first person that was found it was a cop was taking his uh whatever bloodhound his his police dog out there and just seeing if he find anything he did and then it just led into the investigation and that was the 10-year mystery is like how did all these bodies get out at this beach and who did it right so i think it was that was kind of like one of the things and there was all kinds of different stories there were stories of this woman calling the cops like she was being chased so that kind of made it complex so just like you said there may be multiple people multiple criminals involved But like she was also kind of where she was at some rich guy's house and it was like a eyes wide shut sex party or something weird like that. Like that has nothing to do with Huberman. I don't think maybe he was involved in that stuff. I don't know. But But yeah,
0: maybe, maybe not. You see, that's still not sorted out. And there's also this other aspect you brought up where he was taunting victims. I mean, uh, I know we've seen that in shorthand out there, but what do you know about that? Because that's another thing. Uh, where you know, again, some of these guys they write letters, they write to the newspapers. But this guy was like, Let me grab your cell phone. Again, he had a methodology. Uh, he knew to get rid of the phones, he knew to toss those, so he created dead ends, uh, you know, for investigators trying to get a hold of them. But at a certain point, he also had a hold of these victims who were carrying cell phones, right? Yeah, so you know, and he was taking those and dialing. I guess he would go through them and look, oh, look, I'll dial mom. Hey, Mom, guess what? You know, your 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 hooker daughter's gone or whatever. I mean, that's what literally what I heard he was doing.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. What do you want to report Telling about the that? Sister. Yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons they, he got caught is that they traced the phones after these women disappeared to Manhattan, right around where his office was. So it was just further corroborating evidence. But yeah, really cruel, kind of cruel, malevolent stuff, you know, seems like a... Uh, it was weird, too, because they, like, I think the one, the girl's name was Costello, was her last name, who, there was something that happened, they drugged him, it was her and her boyfriend, told him that, like, something, and took his money, and he wanted his money back, and eventually she died, I think, at his hands, or she was one of them, but she said she looked like, he looked like an ogre, like, they knew what he looked like, but it was one of the, he called her one of the girls' family so... Who knows what he's been up to for 30 years, like, if you have that mentality. But the BTK guy was just like that, too, right? He was always taunting police and doing stuff. So some of these guys, <laughs> like, have a very strange mentality. And I've heard that when Raider confessed to the cops, he was, like, happy. He was telling the cops about his crimes, but not feeling any any sympathy. Like, he didn't feel any uh, remorse for it. He was just like, yeah, I did this, and then I you know, annihilated this whole family and blah, 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 blah,
0: Yeah, no, he, he was like happily recounting it. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer was in that dead zone uh, uh, supposedly. I mean, I, I've heard some of the tapes uh, you know, that, that they, they release snippets of those things. And uh, you know, he was just deadpan sort of, again, emotionless. Raider was like with glee, we have no idea what this guy's like. Um, uh, clearly he would have stuck out like a sore thumb, but also, he didn't make the uh, obvious mistakes, though, of like you know getting caught with a, you know like a, on a traffic violation. You know, with, like Bundy, Bundy they caught on a traffic violation. Uh, Berkowitz they caught on a traffic violation. I think they know.
1: pulled over that long other guy from Long Island on a traffic stop. He had a, like a body in the back of his car, right? Yeah, other Rifkin. You yeah, Rifkin. Yeah,
0: that happened with Rifkin. Um, and I was even uh, reading about this uh, crime in New Jersey and in, in, in one of my one of my old hometowns in Neptune City. It's not a serial killer thing or anything, but these two young guys, they killed this girl uh, for her money. And then it turned out they couldn't really get the money. It was a whole mess. But in Neptune City, uh, you know, the cops had run across them while they were transporting the body, too. And, you know, it turns out later on, they come up with surveillance video. And and it was so strange to watch, you know, to watch like the body cams from the cops and everything, uh, you know, as they're running across these guys who are clearly the killer. Uh, the killers or, you know, cooperative killers, uh, in the case of this one girl, even uh, the cops are bumping right up against them, right up against the evidence and sometimes not picking it up. That is the real world, though. That happens.
1: Right. Um, well, that, that's know. like in a lot of these other cases, like one guy gets busted for one human gets busted for three or four, but he may have 30 or 40. They don't know, you know, so like you don't know a lot of these things unless you can get them to confess or present the evidence and look back. So I'm sure they're grinding it out in Suffolk County, trying to figure out where Huberman's been, who else are the other missing people, uh, other missing persons cases and things like that. Like
0: Oh, absolutely. And they're going to have to be working with other jurisdictions. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. William Ramsey is with me. And now we're going to have to get into some other more familiar territory with William Ramsey after we come back, because this is just the first, you know, the prima facie look. At this at uh, this Gilgo Beach murder situation. But there's going to be a lot more. So stick around. The Ocelli Effect will return after this. Final segment of the Ocelli Effect. Of course, if you're seeing us on video, then you're likely tuned into Rockfin. Or you could be over on William Ramsey Investigates, one of his channels, because he's going to uh, have a video recording of this as well. And uh, he can post it any which way he wants. But if you're over at the Ocelli stuff, welcome to you. Welcome to you at William Ramsey Investigates as well. Happy to have you along because I'm happy to be talking to William Ramsey. Now, we've been talking directly about the most recent serial killer events as far as the mainstream media is concerned, but there are ongoing other things happening and strangeness in the, well, the world of murder and mayhem. Sorry to say, William Ramsey, I got to keep asking you about stuff like this because uh, uh, this is the way of the world, but Now we got to uh, turn our attention over to something that you've talked about that has been recently getting a bit more attention, not so much from the MSM, a little bit, but not so much, and people are legitimately starting to look at other patterns here, and we just got done talking about the initial patterns with this guy in Long Island, and there could be a whole lot more to it. I doubt he'll be one of the smiley face killers, though. Different uh, methodology, different victim pool, but here we go. Um, let's talk about that a little bit and other things that maybe have made the news lately and, and what's happening because maybe there aren't as many serial killers as there were out there, but they do still exist. So, uh, or or maybe not, maybe they're not getting caught like you said, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize all this. I just say... It's a strange world in which we live, and it gets stranger the more you look at the, uh, well, the violent side of it. So um, where should we go from here?
1: Well, we can talk about the strange disappearance and uh, death of the former White House chef or current house chef for Obama. I think his name was Tafari Campbell in Martha's Vineyard. He actually was found Monday, uh, just two days ago. He disappeared Sunday night. The call for his disappearance took place Sunday night. From the obama residence but it's a very strange case because he was paddleboarding and uh and not in very deep water he was in this part of this sound called the edgartown great pond which uh the average depth is like four or five feet it, it goes down to eight feet at certain points but he's a big guy healthy strong guy there's pictures of him on social media um swimming actually so it's hmm. weird that they said he couldn't swim and that he's paddleboarding and he's with somebody else who they don't define who it was, and that person uh, said he went under. I mean, it's just a really suspicious story. It says on, this is from one report, he says, emergency services were called to the family's mansion on Martha's Vineyard on Sunday evening by reports of a paddleboarder who had gone under the surface after a brief struggle to stay afloat. Hmm. So maybe he had like a health crisis or something like that, but it is weird. Like yeah, and this definitely. Wasn't,
0: Yeah, definitely weird. Look, we've just been confronted by this possibility. You know, Bronnie James just uh, had a heart attack. I I find that highly suspicious. Of course, I'm one of those crazy conspiracy people out there that the news is telling you not to listen to who says, hey, should we ask whether he was vaccinated or not? Um, No, no, no. You're not allowed to do that because then you're a terrible human being. But, uh, you know, is that a possibility? Sure. But it's awfully weird because I don't know. Martha's Vineyard—it's—it's uh, it's a strange place to begin with, uh, and I don't know how much murder actually occurs there. But is this a murder? Is this an accident? Is this a health crisis? It's weird, but again, you got to have your suspicious antenna up because a guy who is a uh, you know a personal chef, right? who handles uh, the food for some of the powerful people, they might be in privileged positions. Uh, They might be in positions where they're able to hear or see things that occur in a household uh, where, hey, look, you know what? Might be time to shut a guy like that down. And I guarantee you some people are going to have suspicions like that because Again, I was talking before about getting rid of witnesses, right? A uh, commonplace thing that occurs. Who knows what this guy might have known? Who knows what he was exposed to? Um, you know, wh- what do we know about that situation? Probably not much because they're going to keep that real tight, and they usually do on Martha's Vineyard, right? So that's going to be a tough one to get really deep into the weeds with, uh, pardon the expression, but it is a very strange thing that happened there,
1: huh? Very strange. This is a report from the Martha's Martha's Vineyard Commission verified that the average depth of Edgartown Great Pond, which is where the Obama's chef drowned, is three to four point three feet. So Ooh, yeah, even I mean more shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. And uh, you know, one of the things about Trump and Clinton is you can find the trail of women that they have been with, whether porn stars or models or something like that. But with Obama, you can't find that. So I think that's also kind of telling too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know that—that that is another point, right? Because eventually we 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 find them, right? Eventually there's a whistleblower. Eventually there's a hush hush. Eventually there's uh, you know Amen. a child that pops up.
1: <laughs> okay, right, like Hunter Biden, right?
0: Well, Hunter Biden, or hey, you know, we 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 go back to uh, uh well, let's just be blunt. Uh, Bill Clinton's black son, right? Uh, Danny, I, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but you look at that kid, you know, that's Bill Clinton's son. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I don't agree with Roger Stone on a lot, but there I do. <laughs> okay. Right. That is definitely Bill Clinton's son. You can see stuff like that. You can hear it. You see the complaints, you see the stuff quashed in court. Where is Obama's paternity cases? Where is Obama's women? Um, yeah, he doesn't have any.
1: Does he? Doesn't have any. He has some oh, some male guys who talk about him. They have his kind of uh, involvement at Boys Club, or Boys Town. What was it? Men's Men's Country, Man's Country. You ever heard of that? That's the That's the mm-hmm. male. What do you call it? Uh, gay bar, not gay bar, but bathhouse. I think he belonged to right around the time where Dahmer was around there, actually, um, in Chicago. Oh wow, um, <laughs> it's a weird time. Yeah, it's a weird overlap. Go look at the overlap of Obama and Dahmer. Like Dahmer was a known member of the gay community, like, he wasn't, nobody was, like, he was well-known, you know, they didn't know what he was up to, but he was part of that uh, gay bar type of thing, so.
0: No, until a couple of guys OD'd in his company, uh, nobody was really paying attention to him, right?
1: Yeah, he got Uh, kicked, yeah, he got kicked out of one or two in Milwaukee for drugging, like, they knew that he was drugging, so then he started going to Chicago, you know, hmm. down the freeway an hour or whatever, so. But yeah, no, they're very, uh, this is the other thing. And then the other, the Clinton's, uh, the Clinton's former chef, his name was Walter Scheib, was found dead in the mountains of New Mexico in 2015. So they, these, uh, these uh, chefs at the White House have uh, curious uh, deaths, you know. Well, uh, let's right
0: remember here. that a chef could always be part of a medical cover-up. This is something I discovered, you know, uh, examining the Kennedy case and getting granular on it. Uh, the 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 chefs might be informed to serve a guy, and they were informed to serve JFK certain things because he needed certain nutritional, uh, you know, elements to deal with some of the medications he was on and stuff like that. Okay, that's the truth of it. Uh, and yeah, I've done deep enough research to find this out. Uh, You know, the 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 chef that he winds up sharing, actually, at one point with uh, Nixon, (laughs) oddly enough, um, it's it's interesting. All right. Uh, These guys get some knowledge because they might be told, look, you can't feed him this or that because it interacts badly with his medication. Uh, You can't uh, you got to make sure to give him this or that because he's got a condition. Um, They get told, you know, it's imperative to make sure that certain vitamins are included in their meals. I'm not kidding. This happens. Um, right. Kennedy and,
1: had Addison's disease, right? So yes. he probably had to have a special diet. Yeah,
0: Right. Well, he had a special diet. And then, of course, he had uh, some heavy drug regimens at certain points where, quite frankly, you, you've got to be able to feed the body back if you're being depleted of certain nutrition. Even in the 60s, they knew that. OK, so, uh, yeah, his his chefs, his cooks were instructed to make sure that they made sure to include certain things in his meals. Now, I'm not saying that I know this about the Obamas or the Bushes or the Clintons, but let's just say, theoretically, uh, you know, you need to make sure somebody has cranberry juice because they're getting infections. You need to make sure somebody has served certain vegetables because they would be helpful in case they had certain other old medical conditions they might have acquired along the way. Uh, if somebody had cancer, if somebody had HIV, if somebody had... Just saying, just saying, if these things come up... Right. Or if you're being medicated a certain way, uh, it comes up and the cook might know that. And there's other intimacies there being sort of part of the household uh, where, again, it becomes highly suspicious when somebody suddenly disappears, when somebody suddenly dies under strange circumstances, seemingly healthy people who suddenly can't swim in four feet of water. Yeah, that's a little odd. Could it be, though? you know, one of the COVID heart attacks, right? Because they're telling us in the MSM now, of course, with the Bronny James story that if the kid got COVID at some point, that could have damaged his heart. If the kid had a certain condition, you know, that athletes get somehow, although I always thought that if you were athletic, it helped your heart out a lot. Um, But, you know, certain conditions occur with athletes, uh, one in every 5,000 or whatever, even though way more than one in every 5,000 are seemingly dropping on courts, all over the world, courts and fields, all over the world, um, they tell us that that could be a result of COVID, that could be a result of strange genetic deformities, so on and so forth, anything but the shot, right, because we're not supposed to say that, Um, but uh, yeah, that happens too, but isn't it strange that maybe something like that occurred, nobody would want to admit to that, Uh, who knows, right? Will there be a revelation here regarding this guy's death, the, the, the chef, or you think it'll just be forgotten because you brought up the Clinton thing during the break. And I didn't even remember that story, to be honest with you. So what are your thoughts there? You think uh, there's something going to emerge here or are we just going to we'll find out.
1: I'm, I'm sure the people who are on the left would not want to go too far into this story. There's no question about it, but uh It is suspicious. It reminds me. I mean, it's also strange the timing to a Sunday night. They get a call at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. What the heck? Like, why is that late of call? Why isn't it during the day? Did you go paddle boarding at 10 p.m.? Well, I mean, hey, let's have a couple drinks and go paddle boarding in the middle of the night. Is that really Mm. what happened? They found his body on a Monday morning? Mm -hmm. That's actually kind of a a unfortunate uh, uh, similarity to the SFK killings. A lot of the bodies are dumped in the water on Sunday nights, probably because it's quiet. Everybody's at home so getting I'm ready kidding. for the next, uh, next week. So ah, that's, I mean, this thought... is like, this is literally two days ago, July 24th. So it's, uh, I mean, my senses are really like, uh, wow, this is really something else. So I'm they'll probably clamp down on this story. very well, well, what about
0: that? What about if, you know, we come to find out that the smiley faced uh, gang here, which uh, it seems to me there has to be more than one active there okay let's just say they were trying to make a point to obama uh you know that's a possibility too hey we can get somebody close to you i don't know what's going on there because most of the victims from what i understand don't have connections to anything significant it seems rather random actually the 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 victims except for the fact that it's a lot of young men and like you said you have the consistency i didn't realize the sunday uh uh dumping Seems to be a thing. I mean, is that has that been a consistency in the smiley face killings? The Sunday, a lot of movement? them. Yeah, a lot
1: of Sun, a lot of Monday morning finds. Yes, yeah. So Monday, I can morning. think of a couple. I think it was uh, Dakota James was found on a Monday morning, and some like uh, some of the other ones. I'd have to go back through and do a spreadsheet or something. But it is interesting. Like, uh yeah, it's uh, it's that's well, this story. When you start reading through the story, like what ha- what are you guys out doing paddleboarding at ten p.m. Like that's weird yeah. on a Sunday night. Like that's what it's. That's what these things. Well, you would sick. think
0: if you're, yeah, you would think if you're going to a body of water, a natural body of water like a lake, a stream, something like that, that you would go there in the daylight. That would be the smartest thing. And on the East Coast, I'm certain it's dark out by ten o'clock. Okay, so unless you have artificial lighting around this area, nobody wants. And even with the artificial lighting, little too dangerous. It's not the thing usually people do. Um, You know, young kids maybe would do something like this, but I mean, a guy who's a, a you know a fully realized adult usually not going out to paddleboard in the dark. I don't know. Well, here's you know, here's what was...
1: people here's what people said. The search started at 7:46 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday when Martha's Vineyard police and fire agencies responded to a 911 call for a male paddleboarder who'd gone into the water, appeared mm-hmm. to briefly stir, struggle to stay on the surface, and then submerge and did uh, not resurface. So 7:46. That's like close to sundown, right? If not. Yeah, sundown,
0: that's right? around sundown. I mean, that's a little more reasonable than 10 o'clock. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but... That's
1: for sure. That's for sure. I mean, the, some of these it's I got to I got to finish strange up for this that's happening in shallow part. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah,
0: yeah no no problem. But but with the smiley face thing again, you know, it's starting to gain traction among real people more than media outlets. But still, some media outlets are taking notice. Uh, Has there been any new developments that you know about in the past, you know, since last time we talked? Because I know we went over this last time a bit, but I would love to get, you know, any any new takes from you on it, because I, I can't even keep track of the the oddities that are occurring here. And because yeah. some people are not linking the murders together, you know, it's not like this story that we're seeing that we started discussing in the beginning. Uh, it's not as uh, readily evident. It's not as easily seen uh, as others. I mean, are you picking up on new ones? Is there some other wrinkle to this? Has when, there been. When did we help? talk
1: last? When did we talk last about the smiley face killers? How long ago? Cause there's been some recent ones in, uh, in austin there was a new guy moga dogal was found june twenty seventh twenty twenty three christopher hayes clark april fifteenth twenty twenty three uh the chicago hmm. cases are still going noah enos was found in chicago so yeah right. there's a lot there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things going on there's a it's still happening and right. uh it's a weird. I we time. Spoke
0: in, yeah, I think we've spoken maybe May about it uh, somewhere in there. so I know I, I believe you mentioned some some there might be more than one or more than two in Chicago because you were talking about some very shallow bodies of water, I believe in the Chicago area that were unusual uh, back then and they were brand new. But I had not heard about uh, the one in Texas that you just mentioned. Uh, you said that was in June.
1: Yeah, there was one in uh, June 27th, Moga DeVal. He was found. All these guys are being found at Ladybird Lake. So they're calling it the Lady Bird uh, drugger or whatever in Texas and then Chicago. I don't know what they have a name for. But these are all smiley face killing types, deaths. Disappeared from bars found in water.
0: So, we're still having these young men disappearing from bars, ending up in bodies of water, and it's all over the place. And meanwhile, they're in different pockets. So, the pocket in Texas is saying, you know, it's the Lady Bird Lake. The, the pocket in, in Chicago calls it something else. The pocket in Vancouver,
1: Bird- Vancouver, yeah. um, Houston. So, it's yeah, it's really crazy.
0: Well, like I said, the only thing I can guarantee about this guy in Long Island is that he's not part of it because it's not young men. <laughs> okay. And he didn't put them in the bodies of water, he put them on the beach little different. Uh you know, so I know he's not part of it, but uh, again, th- this is a pattern that continues to emerge, continues to pile up bodies, and are we seeing any movement from the authorities, the powers that are, unfortunately, are we seeing any movement from them to begin to connect these things more or is it just still the citizen researcher, the individuals online coming together is it still relegated mostly to those outside of the power structure as far as recognizing this uh, this pattern, uh, William Ramsey?
1: I think so. I think it's still kind of like the public is definitely interested in it. There's huge Facebook groups and talk on TikTok, but um, it doesn't seem like the the authorities are coming together to put out a warning or do anything. They discounted this whole theory ten years ago, but I think they I. I mean, the FBI is really corrupt, so I'm not really surprised that they're not doing anything. But uh, to me, it's pretty obvious that somebody's using this this technique or mo out there, multiple places uh, by different people. So it's not just one person.
0: Yeah. Well, and because of the multi-jurisdictional nation nature of it, you would figure the FBI would be the the agency that should. Uh, come together and find this pattern, right? Because they have access to, I mean, look, you can't blame say, you know, uh, uh, Mountainville, wherever, whichever state you want, police department for not connecting with Gainesville, Florida, for not connecting with Macon, Georgia, for not connecting. You can't blame that necessarily, but the FBI is literally supposed to be doing this right. where they're taking uh, observations like this and saying, look, we have something that comes together. Now, I understand in the age of like say Ted Bundy, where they didn't quite realize the guy in Washington might be the same Ted in Florida, uh, and so on and so forth, maybe. But even back then they figured it out. Uh, you know, I don't I don't get what's going on here. Like, why is it that the authorities are so resistant? Is it because it would be? I mean, and here's an opinion I didn't ask you about last time. Do you think that they're resistant to looking at this as a pattern because It would represent probably one of the most massive, uh, you know, sort of like uh, killing enterprise. I don't know what to call it, but like killing enterprises in U.S. history. If this actually emerged in North American history, really, because, again, Canada, there could possibly be bodies in Mexico as well. Definitely, it's a North American issue between Canada and the United States. So would it represent one of the most widespread sort of like I don't want to call it a killing game, but. Killing uh, uh, enterprises. I don't know what, what to call it. Killing I groups. think you're
1: right. I think you're right. It would be just a total shock and the law enfor- if law enforcement was kind of... I mean, look at this guy, Hewerman or whatever, the Gilgo Beach killer. Like, what's he been doing for 30 years? It took you 30 years to find this guy if he's really been killing for that long. Imagine the same thing with these types of murders, that if they dropped the ball and didn't put out a good warning, what do we, how would it look for them? It would look terrible. And it would represent a huge amount. Like, there are people with lists of, like, three or 400 men who this has happened to globally, right? It's happening in the UK, Europe. So they're not just slipping and falling in water. They're just found in water. It's very different. And it reminds right. me kind of of the murders of the women in Juarez, Mexico. I don't know if you've heard about that story, but it's like the numbers of these girls who've been raped and killed is in the thousands. It's off the charts. It hasn't been like nobody's gotten caught because it it's involves whole groups of people doing really cruel stuff to these girls like and finding them and stalking them and selecting them pre-selecting and things like that really crazy stuff that's un- unbelievable but it reminds me of that where it's almost right. like there's a whole culture of that happening and i think that that's what the smiley face killings re- phenomenon represents is that there's oh, yeah. a culture of this going on of this this type of crime yeah
0: Well, the Juarez thing is wild, too. I, You know, have you done shows on that, by the way? Yeah, I have.
1: I know a lot about it. Yeah. All right. Because
0: that is an amazing thing. You know, some people want to point to it and say, oh, it's the drug cartels. But this is not the drug cartels. This is something else that's happening. I mean, indeed, some of the bodies you could tie to the cartels, right? Because, I mean, they're in the area. This is going on. It's a border area. Okay, I got you. But It's not all that. A lot of these people had zero connection. They didn't even encounter the cartels. These were people. So I I know that that is a whole other nightmare. It is international, but I'm saying just from the American point of view, right? Best thing I can look at. uh, Somebody would say, look, it's impossible, William Ramsey. I mean, come on, you're going to take this to Europe. You're going to take this to other continents. How many intercontinental connections? I mean, that's just craziness. Okay, fine. But even just look at what's gone on in North America, you know, you've got a huge industry or a huge culture, a huge sub something going on here. If indeed these are all interconnected, and if they're not, there's a hell of a lot of coincidence here for some reason. I mean, uh, it's very strange. And uh, anyway, people can follow up with that, they can look at your film. Uh, it's still up on, um, oh, uh, you is- I have
1: two films, I have two films, Vimeo. yeah,
0: right, two films on the
1: Smotherface Yeah, And I've done tons of interviews and tons of stuff on william ramsey investigates they can see it including right show.
0: right lots of stuff on william ramsey investigates i mean again you chase down the podcast that's great but if you go to vimeo you can actually watch uh it's it's multiple videos over there but i remember the one very long film and then we we also went over a short piece that you had over there uh it could be that you have it broken into a couple of pieces either way go over to vimeo i'll try and put the links in with the show notes tonight for everybody so if you look down uh you know if you're at Rockfin or if you're rock fan or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. You'll be able to follow up on the Smiley Face Killers, the the stuff that William has put together. And again, if you just go to William Ramsey Investigates, it's not like he's only done a couple of shows on this. <laughs> okay. There's a bunch of them, uh, you know, and you've written about it. You've talked about it. You've, uh, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Also, you can check out his stuff on Amazon. Uh, the, the book, which is behind me, like maybe 10 feet away from me right now. I'm trying to think of it. The International... Uh, What is it? The, the, the cult of death.
1: Uh, Yeah. Global death cult.
0: Global death cult. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember the exact title, but the global death cult. I know that book is back there. Hell of an interesting read. Okay. And uh, it gives you an idea that yes, indeed, there are a great many patterns, not just the smiley face uh, murders, but there is a lot of patterns of murder mayhem and many things tied to many death cults actually throughout the planet. And unfortunately, uh, we, we we have need to examine this darkness because there is just too much of it. But again, William Ramsey investigates wherever podcasts are and uh, want to thank you again. Unless there's anything else you want to throw in, we'll get out of here. I'll let you go because we've gone over the hour now and I didn't mean to. But uh, here it's we are.
1: Good. Thanks for the invite, Chuck. It's always great to talk with you. Thanks Absolutely.
0: Thank you. And you guys definitely follow up William Ramsey investigates that's the podcast. And no matter who you are, where you are, when you are, I'm merely Ocelli and all of you are indeed the effect.